What's going on, cool Christian nerd community? This is your host, your brother, from another mother but the same Heavenly Father, Jamie Centeno. This podcast will help you to be the smart one in what matters in any social gathering you're in while keeping your cool factor. Now, how's this going to go down? I thought I'd hit up some of the smartest, most experienced, most keeping it real people I know to talk about subjects they are prolific in and that matter. If you are a younger believer still working out how you are seeing the world and wondering how a person of faith should engage it, this is the podcast for you. I want to keep it brief but beefy with helpful info. Let's go. Will hurt leaders hurt others? That's something we're going to be discussing today with Pastor James Hart. He's been in the ministry for 35 years, been pastoring the church he's in about 25 years. He's helped plant churches. He's been an evangelist. He was a youth pastor, an associate pastor. He's gone through the whole gamut of ministry, and we're going to hear from him today talking about this most important subject as we take a time to introspect as ministers and leaders on what we're doing with Hurt. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. I'm on the line with James Hart. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing great, Pastor Jamie. Good to talk with you. Yeah, it's great to hear your voice. You too. Man, we've been going back and forth a little bit here through text and through emails. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited about this subject we're going to talk about. What about you? Yeah, I am too. It's a, it's a real subject and I think everyone deals with it at some time in their lives if they've been in ministry very long. Yeah, man. But before we dive right in, I want to ask, you just got back, recently got back from New Zealand, which I've been, I think it was about a year or so ago with my daughter. And I don't know. I mean, you said you went out there for ministry, but was it, did it feel like ministry going out to New Zealand to do ministry or like a mini vacation with, um, uh, yeah, some, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think it was like, okay, God, if you could send me on these kind of missions trips, I don't know if I could really call it a missions trip or not. This is like too beautiful, too nice. to be really called a missions trip. And I, and I don't know if New Zealand's a mission place or not. I think it's, uh, I think it's just a really cool place. Now the church is there, uh, pastor, uh, Peter Mortlock, Peter and Deb Mortlock and the, uh, city impact church is there are incredible churches. And then on top of that, the scenery, the beautiful, I mean, it's just incredibly gorgeous, beautiful place. And then you think about all the, the Hobbit movies and, and right. the Lord of the Ring movies being filmed there. It, it's just one incredible place that everyone should be able to go there at some point in time. I know my wife is, is uh, having us plan that pretty soon. And I was, you know how the scripture talks about ask for a nation. I don't know if it's okay, but I'm asking for New Zealand. And I don't even think that's the nations that come to people's mind when they're thinking about asking, I'll give you the nations to you. I said, Lord, I'll take New Zealand. I would yeah. love to be called to that nation. <laughs> yeah, I had the same thing. I said, Lord, I don't know if they need another pastor. Can I join this network? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pastor for food here. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if that's cheating, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that place. It's beautiful. Anyway, it is gorgeous. Yeah, just want to dive in. This subject here is um, entitled like hurt leaders can hurt others. And yes. I just wanted to talk to you about that. And so my first question is leaders, you know, they usually have this toughness or persona about them. 
that I think when people look at them, they feel like they don't experience anything bad in their lives. So in that, we as people tend to protect those that are helpless. But when we think a person is tough or can handle themselves, we don't consider those people needing help that would like leaders that are pretty powerful. They wouldn't consider them as help having needing help as much as others that seem more helpless than a leader. So yes. to those of us who have like powerful leaders around us, um, is there a perspective you can give us so that we understand there's a humanity? Yes. Yeah, there, there is. And like you said, I, I don't know if it's uh, just that, like you talked about the persona, you're always up in front of people and, and they see you on the, behind the pulpit. And if your stage is elevated, they see you on it. Uh, whether they recognize it or not, that it influences their thought process, that they see you in an elevated position as somebody that uh, has attained something um, that is beyond the place of being hurt. And yet uh, any pastor that would speak the truth say that's not true because mm -hmm. uh, we're just like anybody else. Uh, we're human beings. We're flesh and blood. Uh, we hurt like anybody else. Our feelings get hurt. Uh, we feel betrayal. We feel uh, the joy of the victories of when you see lives change, but also we're the ones that um, deal with the pain. And, and because they put us maybe on that pedestal that people shouldn't put you on, right. but they do is that uh, how do we, you know, we're, we're supposed to not demonstrate the hurt because a lot of people think, well, if you get hurt, then how can I make it? And right. yet I think the transparency of letting them know that we do get hurt, that we deal with our hurts just like they deal with, but the same God that brings us through those hurts is the same God that will bring them through those hurts. Yeah. What does that look like for a leader to be transparent and vulnerable to invite them into seeing the humanity like yeah. with the calling without being a person that's overdoing it to the place where you make yourself exposed. Yeah. What yeah. Well, like? I think as leaders, we, we have to get beyond our fear of what will people think that, uh, and the danger of being transparent is people um, become that, uh, that, uh, that sense of association or uh, right. I mean, common with you. Uh, like with Jesus, when he came into his own hometown, he says, Hey, the prophets, honored everywhere else except in his own hometown. Right. And, familiar. Yeah. And then he, you can't, you know, how do you, people think, well, well, how are you going to correct me? I know what you're going through. Right. And yet those people will always be there. And I can't allow that thought to stop me from being that transparent. And, and to a certain extent, obviously, because, you know, uh, if you can, if you're going to confess something to somebody, you always, the old adage is confess up, not right. confess down mm -hmm. is because everyone doesn't understand your position. Everyone doesn't understand what you deal with on a daily uh, basis of supposedly be, to be the covering for the people, uh, which means a covering simply means uh, I'm not better than you, but I get hit before you get hit because mm -hmm. uh, I'm the one giving you the cover. But yet I think they need to see our transparency and, and, and I use the illustration of Jesus uh, when he shows up with Thomas. He doesn't show up with no scars and no wounds. He shows up with his scars and his wounds. Yeah. He says, hey, Kate, put your finger here, put your hand here. He doesn't show up. He shows up transparent. Mm. Hey, 
but the same wounds that you deal with are the same wounds I deal with. But I have victory through my wounds and I have victory through my scars and my scars now and my wounds are not where I lost, but they're really where I won. That's good. And in doing that, then people can say, hey, if God does it for them, he can do it for me too. That's great. So, and there are certain elements that you, you only, you only talk to with people that are peers or other ministers uh, that you trust and have relationship with and to those that you, that oversee your life. Uh, hey, I need some help here. I, I, I'm going through a battle. I need some help to help me get through this thing too, because we have them. Yeah, we do. So what would you say are typical ways leaders, um, what are ways that they hurt by or hurt? Yeah. Oh, I typical ways, you know, you hear people talk, mm-hmm. they get back to you. Um, staff turns it back on you. Mm-hmm. Um, one, we're going to help you get, help you accomplish. And again, when I say help you accomplish what you need to accomplish is the only one that's going to be responsible for the ministry or the church that I'm leading right. is me. Nobody right. else. And, and so and nobody gets to where they are without somebody helping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so sometimes you, those ones that you really leaned on and Jesus dealt with it. Hey, Judas was right there in the inner crowd. One of his own 12, uh, you know, we dealt with it. David, his own son, betrayed him. Uh, what leader in the Bible that we don't find someone that you felt like you trusted or you depended on turned around and, and betrayed you or hurt you, stabbed you in the back, however you want to reference that. Uh, I think those are the big ways that leaders get hurt, but it doesn't feel good when you you're, you're ministering weekly, daily to, to this flock that God's entrusted to you. And yet they're, they're talking about you. They're talking about your family, especially leaders, man, when they talk about your family or they come after their, your family member, a wife or your children. And you're going, Hey man, this is off limits. If you got to deal with me, deal with me. But those ways are hurt that hurt us. And, uh, and I think anyone in ministry dealt with these things. And so how do we get beyond that? Then is the question, um, whether it be through counseling, whether it be, uh, okay, Holy Spirit, the great counselor, you've got to heal my heart because I can't minister out of a, a hurt heart right. because uh, this isn't going to end up well. Right. And I, I was thinking about uh, another way that sometimes leaders can be hurt. And you can tell me if you know what I'm talking about is when those people that you are close to, you're running with, doing the ministry with, and they come to you and they have this whole assortment of things that they've been thinking through and working through and processing, and then they come to this conclusion and you're sort of there wanting to be a part of that process, but they excluded you and came to a conclusion that you would have appreciated being a part of that um not that they're not capable but the intimacy of working them through something i think is is part of like why we're doing this together because we need each other and god has put me in your life for that but then they start finding something finding people and other things on the outside of you to validate or verify where they are or the direction that they're going in that you're oblivious to. So I don't know what you call that, but yeah, I I don't know if just the hurt that pastors or leaders feel when they've been excluded from a process. Would you, can you see that or is a way that people are hurt? 
Almost, most definitely. I, you know, especially if you're raising up leadership and you're raising up sons or uh, again, how anyone wants to term that. Uh, you see, I think you see it even with your own natural children. You want to be a part of that process because uh, you, you want just, you just want to be a part of it because God has put you in that position. There's that thing that God, you know, God's put you in that position because any father or any leader should want those that you're raising up eventually. And this is a real father's heart. And this is where Elijah and Elisha had that relationship Mm -hmm. is you want that individual to go farther than you've ever gone to do more, to experience more, to have more, to accomplish more than you've ever done. And to be able to do that uh, biblically, you should be able to be in that process. But sometimes I think they may think, well, if I include you, you're going to hold me back or I'm not trying to hold you back. I'm trying to alleviate some issues, problems, heartaches, uh, failings that maybe I had in my own ministry that I don't want you to have to duplicate. And that was that Elijah, Elisha thing. It was, okay, the double portion really wasn't about twice as much, how to twice as many homes, cars, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. throw in there. It was something that you get to start where I left mm-hmm. off. You don't have to go back and repeat everything I did. Uh, you can start where I left off. And now I've given you a jump start to get ahead to where God wants to take you. And so when they, when they eliminate you or keep you out of that process, I think it's hurtful to them. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. as you said, they begin to seek outside sources and you're, you go, well, why did you seek that? They don't know you. They don't know where you've come from or where you've been. And they also maybe don't have the level of intra of ability to speak in your life that God's given me. Yeah. And so, it is hurtful. I, I, I don't know, as you just said, I don't know any other way to express that, but it is hurtful because you want the best for them and you feel like you have something to give them that would help them achieve that best for their lives. And so you go, okay, God, uh, and especially especially when they came and come and tell you, well, God told me this or God said this and okay, what do you want me to say <laughs> now? You just pulled me off. <laughs> I thought that was only at our no, church. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not you only your church. It's like, oh, you pulled that one out. Okay, well, what do you want me to say now? You just told me the, the, the creator of all things told you this, and how am I supposed to fight that, or how, do, how am I supposed to contradict right, that? Right. <laughs> but, but as a true father, a true leader, sometimes you have to say, okay, uh, you said God said that. It really ties my hands, but uh, let me tell you what I really feel. We were talking about this, the typical ways that leaders are hurt by different things. Now, I have another question. What are the wrong ways when they're hurt, try to work through that hurt? Um, the wrong ways, mm, boy, to work through that. I think the one of the wrong ways is not having somebody to talk about or talk to about it. Right. Uh, because otherwise, uh, I think the we, the anger, whether we want to admit or not, we get angry. <laughs> and we start to internalize uh, it and process it on our own. Yeah, and we try to internalize it. And we try to, and if we're not careful, we try to, okay, well, how can I flip this thing uh, when I'm actually saying, how can I get back at you for just excluding me from all this? Wow. Uh, so I think I, the wrong way is not to have somebody to talk to and try to deal with it just on your own. Hmm. And here lies one of the perils of leadership is, do I have somebody to talk to? Yeah. Do I have somebody that I trust that if I talk to about this, that again, I'm not going to get betrayed again. Wow. And 
I do have someone that's on a peer level with me, uh, uh, ministry level, but also I, I, I hopefully have somebody that I look to as my covering as an elder in my life that I can talk to and gain some information uh, along with uh, some revelation uh, on, on how to really work this, work through this thing so that I don't start to lash out in anger, resentment, or I'm, you know, you're not going to do this to me. I'm, I'm going to have the last say so about this. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I would think we would try to punish somebody else who's like an innocent bystander, like the next person up that, yeah, we would punish them with the way that we were treated by the last person. And that person is um, feeling the brunt of somebody else's uh, hurt, like the hurt towards somebody else. Yeah. Yes. And we have to really be careful because we don't that we don't take it out on our family. Right. Because they're the closest ones to us. And we don't carry that over into that relationship because they had nothing to do with it, obviously, or anybody did. It's just that individual. So, yeah, as you just said, we have to be very careful in those areas. And again, I think being able to talk with somebody about it, uh, you know, and I've done that with others and they've done it with me. And, you know, and you can be real with one another. You can just flat out say, hey, I'm angry and I'm really ticked off. However you want to express it. But by the time you finish talking through it, calm down. You've come to, uh, again, be able to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying to you yeah. <laughs> and, and, and go forward with that. Yeah. What about this? I mean, people even on the pulpit expressing that pain or hurt, like choosing to preach on the very thing that they just been hurt by. How do we, how are we cautious of that? Because it is a real thing that we're working through and we do need a word from God. And we, there is a perspective God has from that, but how do we protect the people yeah. when we're at, on the pulpit from that hurt that might be really fresh? Yeah. Again, uh, boy, those are times of the Holy spirit, uh, that we're leaning on him and, uh, and we probably need to double check what we say. We feel like the Holy Spirit's telling us to preach on or minister on right. <laughs> and make sure not it's our, not our spirit in, uh, in, uh, and it isn't the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and, but those are natural responses that we have to deal with. But again, people sitting out in the congregation don't understand. Because if, they, if they're in the congregation, they get ticked off. They can say whatever they want to say. They can do whatever they want to do. They shouldn't be able to, but they do. And they can talk to whoever they want to talk to about it. Well, we don't have that luxury. Yeah. So we, we do have to have that individual to be able to talk to uh, and, and, and say this and, and talk it through. And then double check. Uh, look at my, my notes. Look at what I've felt that, that I'm supposed to be ministering on and make sure I'm not interjecting any of my personal feelings into this thing. And I'm not saying that's easy. Uh, because otherwise we can, our message can be pointed at one individual and not recognize there's, there's how many other people sitting out there in the congregation watching online, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, watch my tone, uh, yeah. and they said, wow, he really sounded angry today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I better understand, uh, you know, have I, have I shifted to something that I'm not normally doing? when I preach or minister uh, or teach and make sure my notes are right. Make sure. Um, and again, I've got to look inwardly 
and recognize, hey, uh, God looks at me and holds me to, uh, to a level of responsibility that uh, other people aren't held to yeah. uh, because I'm the one leading. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think finding those safe people to talk to that can actually hold up under the burdens of what you have to share with them without them being sort of yes. like overburdened that they can do that is a unique thing that I think yeah. all leaders need to have in their lives. So have you ever seen mm. a leader like not realize they were hurt and then begin to hurt people around them uh, because they didn't know how to work through those hurts? Yeah. You have any examples of that? Boy, you know, I'm just, I just really trying to think that one through. Uh, it's, you know, it's tough because when you're not sitting there hearing what they're preaching right. <laughs> and you're not in the, in the moment with them, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I really have. Or maybe even people around you in the ministry that they just kind of been hurt. They can be like a youth leader or they can be like a children's ministry pastor or an usher that you just realize, man, they, it seems like they're acting out on some, you know, acting out on people yeah. that treated them a certain way. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, you, you, when you're bringing down to home to those that are in ministry uh, in, in your own local church, yeah, you've seen them be hurt. And then you say, okay, you got to pull them in and say, listen, uh, I know this happened, but you're, you're responding in anger. You're responding differently than these people that you're, you're going after that maybe did something that reminded you of what happened, uh, is now you got to reel it in. You got to pull it in. Um, you know, and I just had one of our leaders that, uh, uh was leading something and, you know, it was mixed reviews on what was going on. And, uh, and his question was me, he said, well, pastor man, why don't these people come talk to me? Why do they got to talk right. to, uh, to somebody else? Or why did they, why did they have to come and talk, tell you, why couldn't they come and talk to me? And you take it as a, a teaching, uh, not so much a correction issue, but a teaching moment, mm -hmm. being able to teach and say, Hey, welcome to leadership. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome to, Welcome to, uh, in some real level, being a pastor of this uh, ministry or uh, leading this ministry that, hey, as a pastor, I get this all the time. You know, those who are around us are, are, are ears for us because for whatever reason, people don't feel comfortable coming directly to you or they feel like uh, they're overstepping their boundaries to come directly to you. So they'll say something else to another leader. Or they'll say something else. Uh, and, and so... It's just that people don't know how to deal with that in a proper channel sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'd rather them go to another leader and say it to them and that leader come to me versus them going to sing it to individuals. Because we all know that what you hear and then you say to somebody else isn't exactly what you heard. Right. You put your spin on it. You put your feelings in, on it. And so I'd rather them say it to another leader then we can deal with it. And I express that to them. The ones that uh, came and talked to me were leaders uh, and not, so it wasn't talking to just other people. They were talking to me, but I said, this is a teaching moment. Uh, you have to understand the ones that you had involved in the program that you were doing. You, you uh, have to be able to talk with them and uh, teach them also at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I think we've all seen uh, somebody uh, in the ministry under uh, that works alongside with us in the church or a friend, you know, uh, Hey man, you know, I, I, I listened to your last message. You sounded a little tough. Hmm. You sound a little, and if you need, want to be tough, be tough on the individual. Don't be tough on the congregation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, 
but yeah, it's, it's the danger that we all, it's that danger that we all live in. Yeah. That when, when we feel betrayed or hurt, that the first instinct is to lash out and, uh, or to retreat. It could be a retreat thing too. We just, we just shut down. Right. On the other side, you know, is Peter, man. He, he knew he messed up. Next thing you do, he's out fishing naked. Right. And, and, right. You, know, you know, people don't think about it. He's fishing naked because he said when Jesus says calls him, he, he puts his clothes back on and jumps in the water and swims to shore. And so, you know, he, he, he felt vulnerable. He wanted to be away from everything. Uh, he, he unclothed himself. He said, I, I want to be free from all that. I want to be free from the hurt. I want to be free from the pain. I want to be free from uh, all this stuff. And uh, yet Jesus comes along and says, listen, if you'll talk with me, uh, I'll tell you, I don't hold grudges. And I won't talk to you about your past. I'll talk to you about your future. Um, and I, we can go to him in those vulnerable moments. Okay, I'm naked before you, God. Um, uh, you know, I tried to hide from everything and everybody, and I'm out here all by myself. And I've retreated into a secluded place. But, you know, Jesus has a way of finding us. <laughs> That's right. And he says, if Come back in here. Uh, we can work this thing out. We'll work it out. Yeah, I was thinking. I'm not that, saying that's always, but it's true. Right. And I was thinking about this other moment with Peter and how thankful I am for Jesus. Because when Peter goes and he starts chopping people's ears off in protection yeah. of Jesus, Jesus is the one who goes and restores um, those yeah. chopped off ears. And how we can do that as hurt leaders, we can start chopping off yeah. the ears of the people that we've been called to, but Jesus steps yeah. in and knows how to mend it all together. So yeah. good thing we have him on yes. our side. Cause if not, we just make it about each other, that leader, my life, how I've been hurt as a leader or how that person has hurt me. But Jesus is yeah. still, you know, mending our broken parts. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Cause it is. And if we can learn from that illustration, uh, it's even in his hurt, Hey, one guy's fighting for me and he's fighting wrong. And that's Peter. <laughs> right. But everybody else is running. Everybody else is running. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the moment, everybody's gone, including this guy that cut the ear right. off. But in his Jesus's own hurt, he's restoring people. And maybe there's a clue for us. Uh, Pastor yeah. Jamie is, okay, if I feel hurt. I need to go find somebody and bring healing to them. And in bringing healing to them, I bring healing to myself. That's it. Yeah. It says, if you refresh others, you'll be refreshed. And so yeah, that's, yeah. that's the opposite reaction. But if we have a, a, yeah. another spirit, the spirit of Christ, he empowers us to do exactly yes. that. What a great word. I got a couple more yeah. questions here. One is like a scenario type thing. Cause you know, I'm thinking of the people out there that have been felt they they've been treated unfairly something has happened where they felt by their leader abused or neglected, ignored, whatever. And how, how does that person, although they might feel unfairly treated by a leader, is there a way that they can minister to my leader or to their leader when I, when they find themselves in this condition? Boy, you know, can they? Yes. Will they? And there's the question. Right. Uh, I, I and, you know, I think John Bevere's material on un, uncovered mm -hmm. is a uh, is a good material for anyone that's been felt like they've been hurt by leadership. 
Uh, I'm sure there's other great material out there. Uh, you know, because even in that material, John Bevere talks about when he worked for Benny Hinn. And, you know, I think you know the yep. story. Benny Hinn said, we want to go through the whole process of, uh, you know, cell groups. And he worked over like a year and a half, getting leaders together, getting everybody together, uh, putting it all in that, man, he had it ready to go. Come, come the very week of rolling this thing program out, uh, Benny Hinn comes out, we're not going to do it. And, you know, John Bevere's go, what? I just gave you a year and a half of my life. Got this all together, up and running, ready to roll this thing. And now you're going to come and tell me, you know? Uh, and so what's he do? He goes and talks about how bad, you know, I've done all this, I've done all this, done all this. The leaders and the people that he had, uh, had accumulated to do the whole ministry and, you know, and the Holy Spirit deals with him. Yep. He said, hey, did you do what the man of God asked you to do? And he goes, yeah. He says, then what's your problem? Mm. <laughs> As it's it's a no-go, then it's a no-go. But what you've done is out of your hurt, you've betrayed him, and now how are you going to minister to him? And in his own his way, he knew that he had to go to repent to Benny Hinn. Now there's the question is when if I move out of my hurt and I'm supposed to be ministering to this person that just hurt me, uh, I, I can do two things. I can undermine him. Another good book is Searching for Your Timothy, like hmm. uh, uh, Cook is another great book for people to, to read, to understand, help understand ministry a little bit more right. and what their role is in ministry. Um, but again, he was willing to listen to the Holy Spirit, take the correction from the Holy Spirit, and then um, suck it up and go and repent uh, to this man of God that he had ultimately betrayed because he had felt hurt. And so he got it right, and God gave him a book out of it and a whole series. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's that's uh, countless thousands of people around the world. Okay. My mom and dad were were uh, traveling with a an evangelistic group, and uh, the uh, other minister and his wife were the head of the group and very talented. And my mom and dad would sing and play, but the other minister's wife was very jealous for whatever reason oh. because naturally she was more talented than my mother. But everyone seemed to love my mom and dad. Let's put it that way. And so she ridiculed my mom, run her down. It's very ugly with her. And so my mom became very ill. And uh, doctors couldn't tell her why. They said, physically, we've done all the testing. There's nothing we can do to find. There's nothing we find that's wrong with you. And in her prayer time, the Holy Spirit said, you need to go apologize to this other lady. And my mom's first response was, well, I'm, I haven't done anything. She's the one that's, she hurt me. She did all this. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, but you're the one that's bitter. You have bitterness in your heart and you need to apologize and ask for forgiveness. And so my mom did that. And uh, the other lady reacted the way she reacted. But my mom did what she knew she was supposed to do. And in that moment, she said her whole health turned back around. Her joy came back. Her health came back. Uh, just joy. And then later on, you know, the Holy Spirit led them in a different direction. Uh, but that's the danger when we're supposed to be helping somebody yeah. and ministering to somebody and we get hurt and maybe they hurt us is if we're not careful, we let bitterness come into our heart. And when that happens, it doesn't affect the other people. It affects us. That's right. And we can't let that happen. Yeah. That's a, that's an eye opener and gives us a little bit of more fear of the Lord when it comes to how we are handling yeah. these times of hurt. Well, man, yes. Pastor Jim, I so appreciate this. I, I thought of nobody better to, talk about like this with then and yourself because you know I'm, I'm thinking about the leadership landscape 
and we're just in an all-time high to perform. There's leaders that they're, they're expected to be a CEO, the perfect parent, yeah. exceptionally caring, encouraging, accommodating everybody. They're expected to heal others, but they're being crushed, bless people, and they're being cursed. Yeah. Give other people the benefit of the doubt while those same people are accusing them of stuff. And yeah. we get hurt and we don't want to hurt other people in the process. And I think a lot of what you shared now was so helpful to just remind leaders that it does happen. You're not alone, you know, whether it's scriptural or in the Bible or it's more present day, we are all experiencing the same types of pain, but we need to find others that we can yes. trust with our narrative and what's happening and to be able to pray with us, stand with us, reassure us that we're not alone, point us to some yes. things that we probably already know, but just need somebody there to help us to see it again because we get blinded yes. by that pain. And so, again, I'm appreciative of just your words of wisdom and the stories that you had. Now, if people wanted to check more about what you're doing and what's happening to I don't know if you have any books or website or social media stuff. How would they be able to get the access to that? I appreciate it. Well, they can go to the church website. It's probably got everything on it. Uh, it's ENWC at ENWC.net. Or they can go to uh, Reverend J Rev James, Reverend James Hart. That's a, a, a personal website blog thing there. Um, uh, mostly all the information, all the social connections are right there on the church website too. Um, yeah. Uh, no books in the, pro you know, books in the process, but none uh, have re been released yet. Um, my wife's incredible minister and God's blessed her. And her first book is coming out pretty soon. We covered by Thomas Nelson uh, and all that's on there. And, you know, it's all about loving Jesus and loving people. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, you, you want, hopefully it's all about whatever God does for you. Uh, it's can be transferred to being able to help others. Exactly. And, and I'm going to, uh, mm -hmm. Pastor Jamie, I want to leave what scripture, maybe those that are listening to this or will listen to it about being in the ministry. You know, Hebrews 5 1 says uh, about the priesthood, it says, Every high priest was taken from among men. And the phrase there, among men, is though we've been in a, we put in a <coughs> so called priestly position, mm -hmm. a leader, leadership position, God still took us out from among men. Mm. We're, we're still men and women. Uh, uh, you know, with our faults and our, our failings. And I know some people don't want to admit that, but, and I think people misunderstand or miss lose sight of where we are now that God still took us out from among people, yeah. among men, and that we're, we're, we're just like them, different calling, stability, but we're still taken from men and whatever happened, men, is happening among us also. And that's why we need their prayers and covering for us. That's too. a great reminder. Thank you again, Pastor, for that and all those insights. And look forward to checking out your blog even. So I didn't know you had something out there like that. So hey, I'm working on it. I'm not the best well, at keeping it updated. <laughs> the, the office staff gets on me all the I time. Yeah, <laughs> I need that once in a while too, a little kick in the pants. Well, thank you. Your thoughts are great. Your heart is wonderful. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to the people that are going to be blessed as a result of you sharing for our podcast. Once again, what a great conversation we had. I want you to come back again because we have some more cool Christian nerd topics to discuss. If you like this podcast, 
and you want to see other people that you care about be a part of our cool Christian nerd tribe, share this with them. Till next time, this is Jamie Centeno reminding you it's smart to keep your cool. Peace.